if you see the fired up nature we have, it's because we love a lot of people we've never even met. Yep. And we know what a sober life can offer them. And in turn, what they'll offer the world. So I hope people hear that out of this conversation. Right. Don't Hide the Scars, a weekly podcast focused on addiction and recovery. Created by the nonprofit Pain, parents and addicts in need, and founded by Flint Anderson. Welcoming to the Don't Hide the Scars podcast. Uh, Welcoming back, I should say, Brock Bavell. Thank you for joining founder of Parents and Addicts in Need, Flint Anderson and myself, Jason the Chance on Don't Hide the Scars. Brock, good to have you back, brother. Good to see you, man. Man, I have been waiting for this. <laughs> I'm serious. We can stir some shit, can't we? Oh man, I'm ready, dude. Let's go. Uh well, I love being anticipated. It makes me feel good about myself. Jesus, where do we start? I mean, God. Flint. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I I mean, Brock. You know, I I follow your stuff. You're you're neck deep in it in Arizona. Uh, which which again, thank you for 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 doing all of that. Look, man, I don't know where we where we start anymore. Um. You know, both of our states, the rest of the country is so screwed up with this thing. And um, we were we were kind of talking about, you know, how how do we even get the 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 lawmakers and the people that are in power here to to understand what addiction is, to understand the fentanyl problem, to understand uh, just everything about it from legal to addiction? Because if if we can't get these people to understand it, man, I'm afraid nothing's going to change. Well, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. Right. I think I think we're seeing that. I don't know if you saw the there was a, a lobbyist that a few months ago in California, he came out and said, hey, you know, we need to learn more about addiction. We don't need to do much about it right now. And now he's asking for like thirty eight billion dollars to start fighting it because of the overdose crisis has skyrocketed. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you guys, I am even shocked at the evolution and at the the rate that the fentanyl is moving, at least within Arizona. And not only that, but how quick it takes a soul. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Flint, you guys have been watching these videos. I mean, I, I videoed somebody a month later and unrecognizable. Right. Absolutely right. unrecognizable. And it's like, holy shit, dude, we got a problem. Are you seeing are are you seeing or I'm sure you already know about the fact that they are adding benzos into the fentanyl now? You know, we're hearing it, but the problem is they're not testing for it. Correct. And so when our when when our our individuals are dying, the medical examiner's like, okay, it was a fentanyl overdose. And and they're not even testing anymore for it because they're just like, dude, I mean, the tests are expensive. I mean, right. I, I I hate to say that, but do the and the problem is what the hell's in it now? You know, you're getting the car fentanyl, you're getting the xylazine, you're getting the benzones, and it's like, dude, at what point do we stop it? Exactly, because what what these people again aren't understanding about about benzos in particular from from a treatment side. If somebody comes in with fentanyl and and benzos were in that, now we have two separate drugs that we've got to try to detox. Because both both detoxes are different, all different. right. There's there, there's different medications that are used for each, um, and and of course you know benzos. We know you can obviously you can die from a fentanyl overdose, but you can die from withdrawal symptoms of benzos. Of benzos, yeah. 
Yeah. So so this is now created. And of course, benzodiazepine is longer lasting. It has it has that longer life to it. So so that's why these people are ba- it's, for the most part, fentanyl is not going to put you in that in that zombie stage. It's the combination of both that are putting people in that in that zombie stage. But what we're seeing here is the zombie stage is coming from the xylazine. Yes. Because it is a tranquilizer. It yes. it acts as that zombie. They're calling it the zombie drug or whatever. Right. Um, that's what we're seeing. And I mean, I'm sure there's benzos. I'm sure. But I'm we're seeing fentanyl in everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you're seeing. You're seeing these guys that have been meth users for years and years, right? Yeah. And they're not even, they can't, like they used to say, I could stay up for three days. I could stay up for four days. Now it's like got a half-life. I, I I mean, it's, it's so, so again, a lot of this goes back to how do we get these assholes to understand this, for, first of all, Um and, and Brock, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I mean, we're going to keep fighting. You're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep doing what we do. We're going to keep making the noise. But damn it. I mean, it, it's it's we're trying to push back the ocean with a broom here. And 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 it's and it and it simply doesn't work. And it's and it's not working. And and of course, you know, most people now the, the conversation yesterday was around, OK, do we once these people come in for treatment, if they come in, do we just keep them on Zaboxone? Do we just keep them on methadone? You know, I mean, I'm sorry, but no, most of the people that are for that and are talking about that. They they come from the, from the standpoint maybe of of they've lost a child or they know money of course yeah. okay you still have the pharmaceutical side with with all of that going on, but a lot of people that are pushing this long term harm reduction stuff by leaving them on Zaboxone or methadone, that's because they've lost somebody and they don't want somebody else to lose a family member. So let's just kind of keep them in a in a in a little lock box here. All right, as long as they're not dead. Yeah, let's keep them high. That's what Which we're is, doing. That that and that's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. keeping it high. And, and you know what, Flint, this harm reduction thing, I, I don't know if I'm a fan or not. Right? We right. we can debate this all day, but I'm telling you what, I want to keep an addict alive as long as possible we can because as long as there's alive, there's, there's a fighting chance. Yep. Now I understand that. Well, here's what's interesting, is. I hate the fact that politics are running the monies. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I don't know if you've watched my videos, but I have gotten different fentanyl test strips from the government. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever taken them out and tried to use them in real life situation? No. No. So the fentanyl test strips we have, it, you open it up and there's a dipstick. A dipstick with zero directions. Right. So, I mean, I'm a pretty, I feel like I'm a pretty educated guy, <laughs> bro. I sat there with a guy and tried to figure it out. Both of us, he's, he's in, in addiction. I'm 13 years removed from addiction, but in, in clinical every day, right. could not figure out how to use the test strip. Why is the government spending millions and millions of dollars on these test strips if you cannot use them? So let, me, so, so let me ask you this. What I'm not surprised. Right. I'm not surprised either. Okay. But, but, but what were, were you testing powder or were you testing a pill? I was testing at that first time I was testing marijuana 
Uh, what happened was, let me give you the premise. I'm walking through the park and this guy's sitting at a bench and he is absolutely 100% nodding off. Right. He is in a heroin induced, whatever you want. He's on the nod, nod. right? Sitting right. there. He's nodding out. So I walk up and talk to him. Great guy. He's like, hey, man, I think there's fentanyl in my weed. I hmm. need to test it. I'm like, he's like, will you, can you help me? I was like, yeah, I got these test strips right here. Let's, we could not. Figure it, figure it out. No. So I went back to the office and got the new stuff. All right. And now it, I, I should go find it and, and show you guys. I mean, it is complicated as hell to figure this thing out. And and the problem is the new stuff comes in a box and in the inside of the box, it has directions. <laughs> but you don't give this out to the people that are right. going to use it. And then it's like you have to open it. You have yep. to swab it. You yep. have to close it, open yep. another tip up. And it's like, listen, if I, you, I, we all understand addiction. If I am craving, if I'm to the point where I need to use, the last thing I'm going to do is take right. out this freaking test kit right. and test yeah. it. Now, here's the funny part. Every single person that has allowed me to test their dope is like, Brock, I buy fentanyl. Right. Yeah. I want fentanyl. I want fentanyl. Right. So I'm excited. We're testing to make sure because I really want to know if there's fentanyl in it. Sure. But they're like, I know there's fentanyl because that's how I buy it. Right. Yeah. So it's so counterintuitive that we're spending these millions and millions of dollars on this all over the nation. And here's what happens is now we have these the, the lawsuits are coming out against big pharma. So there's there's mega yep. money coming into cities in the government. So they're like, well, we got to put our money somewhere. Well, why don't we stick it into treatment? Right. Mm -hmm. Flint, here's here's a question I have. Have you ever gone out and done done uh, harm reduction or have you ever spoke to people about harm reduction? I have. And I and I don't and I don't agree with it. Have you ever seen literature that says here's support for recovery? Nope. No. No. It, why? Why are we not pushing recovery? Right. Why are we pushing? Hey, I want to make you feel better. I want to help you in your space. But why do we not at least one piece of literature says, hey, here's a rehab for you. Right. This place can take you in. Here is step one. It's none of that. It's this bullshit. I'm going to make you comfortable, test your dope. And it's just, it's a fraud process. New Perceptions North, the premier drug and alcohol treatment and recovery center in Central California. A full continuum of medically supervised top quality care with programs for detox, inpatient residential treatment with dual diagnosis, intensive outpatient treatment, sober living, support groups, and more. With 50 plus years of combined experience and sobriety, Flint Anderson and Thelma Gatlin Wilson provide adult men and women with the highest caliber of professional health care, treating each client with compassion and respect, in a safe, comfortable environment to begin the process of recovery to proudly create and sustain a life without addiction, call 559-978-1507 or visit newperceptionsnorth.com. I just say it's one of the things that, that I get pissed off about frequently because it's just like, you know, we talk that, that along with the harm reduction, the decrim part of it. Okay, I get it. All right. We're not going to look at us, at, you know, the addict as a moral failure anymore. Great. But you think it's okay to leave them on the fucking streets to die? That's okay? Yeah. Like, because that's what you're doing. That's what they're doing. That's what you're doing. It, it's it's just as heartless. 
it's just as heartless, if not even worse. Because you see it, you go out and see it. Flint, we well, we drive by it every day here where we yeah. see it. I drove, there was a guy in the middle of the, the three lane this morning before you got here when I'm sitting Did there. Did he have a blue I, shirt on? Yes. I saw <laughs> him in our parking lot. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. really? Yeah. You, you can't tell me that, you know, whoever's cousin is producing all these, these test strip kits that's working in Congress or Senate or whatever it is. It's because it, the money's going somewhere. It's going. Yeah. You can't tell me that it wouldn't work to work with private treatment centers or even the public stuff and do a little bit better with their budget. Shit. Have someone there 24 hours a day to answer a phone and be a part of intake. Let's start there. Well, here's here's that's interesting. I'm so glad you talked about that. I get I can tell you guys are fired up about this too. Check it out. Yep. So in Mesa, they just bought a big ass hotel. Okay. In Arizona, they buy these big hotels and and of course it's all government money, all taxpayers' right. money. So we're we're paying for it no matter what you say. Okay. So they're opening these and then they're putting all these individuals inside, offering them no treatment. Right. But they're mm-hmm. putting they're housing them. So guess what now they're turning into? Uh, shooting galleries yeah crack houses i I mean i interviewed a lady yesterday i was like hey have you talked about going to the windermere which is a local place which is what it's called and they're like um i'm trying to get out of addiction (laughs) i'm trying to i'm trying to flee from that i can go there today and buy dope right now and of course they have the police officers he's stationed out front yeah right and off duty officers there i don't know what it's for but it's also i mean it's just like why where's our money going like i I want to follow the money right that's just it i mean i mean i've I've been saying it for years and instead of putting money you know into into opening up legal shooting galleries all right and safe injection sites why aren't we putting that money into treatment you know jason mentioned the fact that that you know county-run programs don't answer their phones they don't we've done it we've called them we've called them all over the country two and a half hours uh uh, we were on a phone on 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 a phone and if you call the national hotline for recovery it goes through another 45 minutes of of fucking prompts okay and then at the end it asks you it says what county in the united states do you live in said fresno county it now it now it takes you to the to the fresno county behavioral uh website right with their phone and their 17 different prompts so so the county run programs aren't answering their phones by the way I, we went through every single voicemail on that call and not one comment was made about inpatient detox or residential. Not, not one. Okay. Don't. And that's what I'm trying to get across to these people. People have to be medically detoxed off of this. You cannot throw them in a room. Okay. With, with, and I'm sorry to say this, but I, I, I'm a realist. You can't throw them in the room with the Bible. Okay. And pray your way out of this mess. Okay, it simply doesn't happen that way. So I want to go back to the fentanyl test strips for a minute because somebody made this point to me the other day, which I thought was fantastic. So you got an M30 pill. All right. And you're trying to test your that that M30 pill. And we know that kids will will quarter that pill. Right. So what if they just test the one little quarter? That doesn't have any I mean, that 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 doesn't have it in it. The chocolate chip cookie effect, right? Correct. Right. If you don't test where the fentanyl's at. Right. That's that that that's exactly right. Now you have people like dancesafe.org. Have you ever heard of these people? No. I want you to write that down and I want okay. you to do a little investigating into dance 
safe.org. This is a corporation that puts on raves and music festivals, and they are promoting fentanyl test strips given out and Narcan given out to their kids when they come in to dance. So in case they're doing drugs, which Dance Safe knows they are, we're not, we're basically saying, you know, we're not going to be responsible because we're giving you a fentanyl test strip. We're not liable. And Narcan. It, right. It's bullshit. Now, one other, one other final thing on this. If it, think about the message we're sending when a parent tells their 15 year old, hey, I know you're going to do some drug on Saturday night. And if you're doing cocaine, we don't really like you doing it. But if you do, here's a fentanyl test strip because we don't want you to die. Now, that's angel on mm. one shoulder, devil on the other situation, right? You don't want anybody dying, obviously. But damn it, what kind of message are we sending? Well, and then, okay you <laughs> and then you it's take okay off of what Brock was saying. If the kit is so freaking complicated, when I was 15, if I was using it, I would have just went, ah, it's fine. It's right. fine. And back to the hotel thing, if we're talking follow the money, I want to know who owned that property that was bought by the state because it's happened in California too. Who's owning yeah. these properties that they have deemed this is appropriate to buy it and this is where we're going to send people that are homeless. Well, he, I got a couple of things. What I'm, uh, we, I totally agree with that. Here's some frustrations I have is, so if someone overdoses on fentanyl, okay, if there's if there's xylazine in it, the fe, the the Narcan doesn't even work, right? So so we're sending our kids into use, giving them this Narcan, hoping. Do you know how many of these kits now police officers are having to use to help overcome an overdose? No, oh, probably, probably I would imagine four or five. Yeah, on the way to the hospital, they're hitting yeah. them four or five times with the Narcan, right? Because it's just it's so powerful, right? Right. That it's the the Narcan's not even not even working. So they're having to pound them with four, five, six. I mean, a guy that I know had eight hits with the Narcan before he came alive. Wow, and 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 he got lucky because normally that does they they usually don't snap out of that one. And who carries eight canisters of Narcan? You know what I mean? Not no officers. Well, right. Well, here. Well, here's another message that we are sending. Cladaxo. I'm sure you've heard of Cladaxo. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's. I, I believe that's a 12 milligram uh, uh, naloxone. So, so are we just telling the American public? Yeah, just keep using because we're going to make stronger Narcan. I mean yes. the whole the whole message that we're sending is just bullshit. Okay. I, I I just seriously I look at this and it's and it's like, what the fuck is wrong with everybody here? I would Jason obviously knows this. I was in Sacramento a few weeks ago. Um and and one and our our administrative assistant here, Pam Smith, she lost her son seven years ago to a fentanyl overdose. And she was giving her her story again up there. And this one assemblywoman looked at her and 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 by the way, this assemblywoman is now turning this into a race uh, issue, yeah. so to speak. Uh, she said, oh, Miss Smith, she goes, oh, we grieve with you. But but would it really do any good to put this person in prison? Hmm. I, 
th- th- there was a, a young lady next to me is tapping me on the knee going, calm down, calm down. Cause I was about ready to jump up and, you know, have, have, I was off to Guantanamo uh, <laughs> because, because this lady's like, I, I want to, are you kidding me? What do you, you might as well punch Pam in the nose, you know? It, it's and then another assembly person said, "I just can't, honest to God, Brock, I I just can't believe that every drug dealer is lacing every pill with fentanyl." Are are do, were they born with stupid tattooed on their forehead? They must have been. Well, man, here this that's that's a good point. So check this out: they have no advisors, right? Mm. How many? Think about that. Think about how many people. Who's leading them? Like who is on their their team, right? Couldn't, couldn't tell you. No, and these people that are making the decisions do not have one of us on there. Have you ever been Correct. called to help help make a decision? Why don't you contact guys like us who are in the middle of it every day? What 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 have we talked about? That 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 exact same thing. Again, I go back to saying they're they're not asking the right people. Nope. They're not even asking the right questions. You you know why, right? I would imagine it's the money. <laughs> it's the money, and we're not going to agree with all their decisions. And they don't want that. They want yes no. men. Oh, right. yeah, we want the money. We want the money for right. this. Oh, yeah, it's going to help this community serve. Dude, come on. You and, and, and we're seeing it because there is no policy out there, that, at least that I can think of, at least in Arizona, that is benefiting the addict to get them out of active addiction. There's not one policy out there helping them. No, no. I think they just wanted as turnkey as possible to go. See, look, I was a politician that got test strips in your community and all this other. Mm-hmm. It's it. But but, you know, there's people in, re, in in the recovery business. Let's call let's call it that. That I think some some of them know it. Some of them don't. They're not helping the situation. What I mean by by that is, again, there are until we can all none of us are ever going to come to a total agreement on everything here. But when we've got people promoting long term and forever Zaboxone use and methadone use oh. and continual the, 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 the test strips and, and the clean needle exchange. Look, I don't want anybody to get hep C. I don't want anybody to get HIV. But come on, as 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 ex addicts here. Jesus, do you would we have cared if we had a clean needle or not? For the most part, no. No. So when you get that clean needle, it's like, hallelujah. All right. They're not worried about getting hep C. Hell, they're not even worried about getting HIV. You said it earlier. When we're in our addiction, the only thing we give two shits about is getting high so we don't get dope sick, period. But what did that needle cost? To them? No, think about it though. Like, how much are they charging for those needles? Like, when right. when we we oh, get all yeah, this I stuff, gotcha. yeah, yeah. You should see, uh, and and I'm blessed, man. We have a an awesome organization that provides us Narcan. We buy a hundred kits at a time. You should see the bill. You should see the bills that someone's fitting. Yeah, and it's ridiculous how much that shit cost. Yeah, someone's paying for it. Somebody's paying They're, for it. Someone's bet. paying for it. They're allowed. I mean, we get the bill. I have all the bills over here, and I'm like, holy! I couldn't. Our organization couldn't pay for it. Right. S- same here. We get. Yeah. We we get whatever it is. I mean, we'll have 500 cases sitting in there, whatever yeah. it is, at any given time. We wouldn't be able to pay for it if we didn't have that arrangement with those folks. Do, and, and if you're the private citizen and your son's struggling with addiction, and you go down to CVS Pharmacy oh, and you go buy bucks. 
50, 60 bucks. Yeah. Dude, yeah. up to 90, 100. I've seen it create. And it's like, wait a minute. This is a life-saving drug. I can walk into the store right now and get needles for free mm-hmm. because I'm an IV drug user, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to give me free needles. Yep. Um, But why can't I get Narcan to save my kid's life? Right. Why is it a price? Why is there a cost? And I'm not saying we should have free. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, dude, that's not even reasonable. One thing free. Why not the other? Right. Why right. Not the other. If you're going to help and- them get high. Why not help him save the life too? Let me tell you how crazy it is. So I I work closely with the law enforcement in this community. I got a phone call from him saying, hey, can you bring us some some Narcan? We can't get any from the station. We can't get Narcan in our station. Unless we use it, we write a report, go turn in the empty Narcan, they will not give us a new one. So we can't carry three. We have the two pouches they give us. That's it. No so shit. you're dealing with guys, police agencies in Arizona are struggling. Now, I don't know if they think there's going to be a shortage of this shit, but they <laughs> make them write a report, which is fine, right? Okay. But they have to take the empty canister to them to get a new canister. Wow. I don't know about you, but I just think that's ridiculous. Yeah. So he yeah, asked me, he asked me for, so I brought him 50 canisters and he was, he was, he's like, I need to give this to the school. I need to give this to people in the community. Why, why are we take, why see, this is what I'm saying. The harm reduction shit doesn't make sense. We're okay. not, it's not, at least it's not getting in the right people's hands. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please call Parents and Addicts in Need at 559-579-1551 or check us out online at painnonprofit.org. Follow us on social media at Pain Nonprofit. Please subscribe to the podcast and share with others wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. To donate, please click the link in the description and help us save more lives gripped by addiction. And I think the other thing with Narcan too, I don't know what you, what you think about this, but I believe that people think that Narcan is actually a a, 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 a treatment tool for the oh. lack of a better term. And it's not. Okay? It's a life-saving tool. That's it. Period. That's it. Period. This isn't going to get your kid clean. All right. It, it's not going to help them in their recovery one bit. Right. But there are people that think that that is. And, 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 it, and it's like the schools. I mean, I, I don't know what it's like in Arizona, but we'll have school districts out here saying, you know, and politicians going, yes, we now have it in the schools. And here's my here's my comeback to them. Is it in every classroom? Well, no, it's in the it's in the nurses station. Locked so, up. Lo- exactly. Locked, <laughs> locked up, up. Right. Where they've got to break the fucking thing open or at least have a key. And what if the nurse isn't there? And what if that kid is on the other side of the campus somewhere a half a mile away? That kid's yes. dead before you can reach there. So don't don't walk around your communities going, we're wonderful. We've got it in the schools. No, until you get it in every classroom, you're not doing your job. Yeah. And it's a simple training. I like I I ask the same thing. We're doing trainings in schools. Like, why, why doesn't every hey, how about your coaches when they leave mm-hmm. campus? Why you don't think your kid there's some kids that are using sure. this stuff? They think, sure. you know, it, it's just crazy. Did you, I don't know if you guys saw what happened in Portland two weeks ago where Portland came out and said, We're gonna start giving out tinfoil straws. Yes. <laughs> Dude, it's like 
what in the hell are we doing? Right. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Like that's the thought process that we have. Hey, we're going to help the addict. We're going to help the end user. We're going to help them get clean by continuously <laughs> giving them this stuff. Well, the good part of it, we saw it here. I don't know about you. Are, are you using fentanyl? Well, why don't you smoke it instead of injecting it or yes. snorting it? <laughs> there, I, I, really? that, I, I lost the top of my head on that <laughs> one. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. And, and, and to them, that was harm reduction. That's harm reduction. Right. Har- uh, harm reduction is, guys, it's going to suck. Yeah. But you need to go to detox. Yeah. And you need some help. Yeah. You need help from professionals, man. Yeah. Because if you don't, you will die. And that's the problem is like, I don't know about you guys. We can't even find heroin here anymore. Nobody's slamming heroin. Right. At least the street user that we see on a daily basis, they're not slamming heroin. It's gone. Yeah, our our officers are saying the same thing. Yeah, you know, it's not all the way gone, but they're but they're saying that you know maybe in five years we're not going to see it anymore. You know, simply because it's just so easy to concoct you know fentanyl and everything else. That's that's it's a synthetic, right? right? It's a synthetic. We can make it as strong as we want. You know, and what about and what about the the. I don't even know the number, the 15, the 20, the 50 other drugs that have been sitting dormant since the 40s and 50s, you know, like like a lot of these drugs were, you know, that that they got that they finally got the ingredients and the chemical you know makeups of these things and and started putting them together. There's plenty of those out there too. Yeah. So it's just good, it's just gonna build and build and build. And 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 again, until we shut down that border, Brock. We're, we're, we're never, we're, we're just going to continually see an increase in this stuff coming across. Hey, have you guys ever been to the border? No. Okay, Love to so, get there. Not so check years. it out. When you guys are ready, let me know. I, I was in Tijuana this weekend yeah. and I believe it's the biggest border um, attached to the U.S. Even bigger in Texas. So okay. 70 or 700,000 vehicles cross a day. Wow. 700,000 right. yeah. oh, back and go. forth. Okay. Yeah. It's about that. And and so it took us from from Tijuana to the border it took us 2 hours. Okay, to get to the, get to the border and then through. Right. Listen. If if you think that that's there, there's interdiction, all this shit that we're hearing at the border that we're catching, these guys have to be I mean, it's luck. It is luck. It's luck. Because we came through, we showed our documents and we were through. Nobody checked our car. Nobody looked at us. Their goal is to get those traffic through. Right. And if you've been there, it's overwhelming. Right. It's huge. It is. There's not enough. Yeah. There's not enough manpower. No, there isn't. So what we read in the paper, what we're catching, thank God. I mean, that's honestly what it is. Like we got lucky. God, I mean, there it was some intervention. And so it's just. It's crazy. Yeah, you, you know, it's it's a, a lot of people will, will will say too. You know, we're we're never going to win the war on drugs. Blah blah blah. And in and to an extent, I I I, I agree with that. All right, somebody's always going to figure out a way how to get something in. All right, but if 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 we just stop a little bit, that's going to save ten lives or twenty lives or fifty lives or whatever it is. Yeah, then it's worth it. 
you know, th- then it, then it's worth it. But when you have 5,000 DEA agents worldwide, this came from DEA's lips to my ears, 5,000 agents worldwide working on the fentanyl issue. That's it, period. That's worldwide. We're not going to stop anything with that. No. And it's the no. same. And it's the same at the border with, the, with with Border Patrol. We don't have enough bodies down there to even man those those areas. But we hired 90,000 IRS agents. Of course we did. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to get political, but what the hell? Like, so is tax evasion more important than the fentanyl yeah. epidemic? Yeah. Listen, we lost a huge city last year, 107,000 people. Yeah. That's that's a big city worth that's of people. Huge. You know, that's a decent sized American city that we just lost. Well, well you know, the you... way that I heard it put really well is so a 747 holds about 160 people. So if you do that math, it's about like 10,000 of them. If you put well, it out there, roughly we're losing so one picture... jumbo jet a day. Yeah. So picture that. Like, think about that, people. If we heard on the news. 365 days a year, we were losing a jumbo jet every day. People would be up in our, oh my God, what's going on with air traffic control? Government, get this in control. But we're not. But that's the reality of it. Picture losing a jumbo jet every day. But it's not sexy. It's like that. It's like, right. Speaking of sexy, it's like that article. This is about three or four years ago with the seals. There were six dead seals on the Santa Cruz beach. They sent out the third army, okay, to, to try to figure out why the hell these seals died. Look, I'm, I'm a seal guy. I like the seal as much as the next person, all right? But we don't send that many people out for this. But but damn it, if we've got a dead seal or a dead animal somewhere, I mean, my God. I mean, the whole world, it goes viral. I just don't understand. Is life that... that <laughs> cheap anymore well well tell me something that is killing as many people as fentanyl right now what name one thing that's killing that many people nothing not even cancer at this point no what's our alcohol rate as far as the connection or related death but of course a lot we look at that we consider car accidents and so many other different things yeah you know yeah it's not even close i mean you add cardiac arrest you add diabetes you add these all together Fentanyl stills on top. Yeah. 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 And no, so it's, it's focus, right? It's focus. It's energy. Listen, here's my, here's my, if you want to rant, we shut the community down. We shut the world down for COVID. Yeah. Shut it down. You couldn't fly. You couldn't come into the U.S. You couldn't get out. You couldn't go to the movies. You couldn't do that. Right. For COVID. That's killed less people than the fentanyl epidemic. Right. But yet nobody's talking about it. There's 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 mention of it here and there. It's po- political right now. It helps people get, you know, but there is no there is no stopping it. No. And like you said, I mean, guys like us can do this every single day, but we need help, man. Like we okay. need we need Congress. We need some people to step up and say this is an issue that we're going to tackle. And I know that I know our president has said that. And then it's like crickets. So, but but Brock, here's the, here's the other side to this that that nobody nobody's addressing, and that is look, treatment comes down to two different types. It comes down to the people that that have 
the right insurance mm-hmm. and or the cash to pay for a pri- for private treatment. Or it comes down to the person that has Medi-Cal government aid insurance of some kind um, and doesn't have the cash to pay for uh, a pri- private treatment. Now, we are, as, as a private treatment owner as well, we are hamstrung by the insurance companies. You and I and Jason and everybody else in this knows that it takes longer than a 30-day period mm. to, to even begin to help somebody. And now insurance companies are, are reducing the amount of time they're giving us for detox. Sometimes they're giving us three to five days instead of that seven to 10 that we really need. We actually need more than that, right? They are cutting the residential time down to sometimes 17 days instead of, instead of, instead of the 22 days or 28 days. Yeah. And, but they are pushing everybody towards outpatient as quickly as possible. And we all know that in, in treatment, that that brain is not ready all right, to even deal with an outpatient setting yet until it has some time to heal and to be able to understand what that counselor and that therapist is talking to you about. Until we fix that, I believe that's why relapse rates are, are you know, 93%. I, I believe that that's why we're never really going to get a handle on this thing, you know, Um and we have to fix the county programs. They're broken. I'm mm. sorry. There's there's parents that are not going to send their kids to a shithole county program that that is dirty. That as and again, I, I just got to say it. Sometimes parolees, families aren't going to send their kids there. I mean, we have to come up with some sort of system that's going to handle that. It's socioeconomic a lot of the times, and we have to figure out how to handle both sides, if that if that makes any sense. Dude, we're fighting the same battles. You know, we talked about Suboxone early on. Okay, so what do you do? Okay, insurance wise, let's talk insurance. Let's be honest. What the government feels, we got a guy that's struggling with with Suboxone. He's like, dude. This stuff is taking over my life. Yeah. The doctor, we're not weaning. We're like the whole reason for subboxing is to get off the damn stuff. Right. Right. It's temporary. Right. Well, we've got doctors now that want that think you should have subboxing for life. Correct. Yep. So check this out. We got a guy right now says, Hey, I'm addicted to subboxing. Yeah. It's controlling my life. I'm a I'm I'm full blown addiction. I need rehab from it. We go and we send in his paperwork to get insurance, like to, to pay for it. They're like, no, right. He's on map medication. He is using, it is, it is a source of recovery. He hasn't relapsed. And the guy's like, dude, so you're telling me I have to go use my drug of choice yep. to get treatment. So the guy's like, yeah. So now he's got to go and relapse to allow him to come in to treatment. Yes. Yeah. It's so counter. Yeah. We had our buddy uh, Narcan Nate on, and and he was talking about that. He go for for certain you know substances. He go, oh, they're not going to detox you for that. So he would intentionally take them, even if they weren't a drinker. Let's go get you low. Like, let's go get you drunk because I know I can get you in somewhere. Then they'll also yep. deal with that issue. Yeah. And if it like Flint says, if it's methadone, who's going to detox you? We can't even we can't even take a methadone client because a we can't have it on the property. 
No. This, it, it, it's, it's run, you know, it's run so tightly by DEA and the federal government. We cannot have methadone on our property. And if, and if somebody is even on, on, on 20 milligrams, we, 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 we will not try to detox that person. It's too damn hard. You know, we've got to have them somewhere around the five milligram mark on methadone before we can even take them in. Well, you can't put them in your center. You can't have a class with them because they're not enough. Ex- ex- exactly. Oh, you, you know what I mean? They're zombie. Absolutely they are. Yeah, we're struggling. This is a mess. So what we're trying to do here is uh you know again we work with assemblyman patterson we're trying to we're trying to come up with some ideas that we're that we're going to be able to address the insurance companies on some of this stuff now whether or not we're ever going to get anywhere i don't know but we're going to give it one hell of a shot because because again even insurance companies they got doctors on the other end of that phone okay these these are the assholes that are shortening up the times yep because the, because what again? It comes back to what we said at the beginning of the show. These people don't understand addiction. They don't understand treatment. Yeah, and you know what I want to do, Flint. I I want if there's a policy made, I want that policymaker to come out and work with us. I yeah. I am serious. I would love for them to have to spend time on the streets because I didn't understand what xylazine was doing until I went out into the streets. I didn't know. You know, I heard about it. I talk about it. I act like I'm a professional. Dude, I didn't know until I started seeing these open wounds. Right. And these people are like, dude, I am now using more to cure the pain from these wounds that I got going on. And so I just wonder, these people that are that are making these decisions, they're not on the streets. They're not seeing what's happening because this evolution of this fentanyl drug it's changing people we heroin didn't make people look like zombies no it no. didn't right i mean they would they would still have the nod and all that but sure. they wouldn't have that zombie effect right okay right. they also wouldn't have these massive gaping wounds right. that people on the street are having and so as this evolves i don't think the our, our leaders are seeing this no and until they do we're in trouble yeah Look, I I think I think they're seeing some of it, um, but like everything else, it doesn't affect them until it does. Until it does, right? Uh, it's just it's just like Robert De Niro's grandson, right, D- dying from this. And and I and I said that in a post. You know, I mean, it's a shame. Obviously, nobody should die from a fentanyl overdose. But 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 you know maybe a dinero, all right. Maybe, maybe this is a cause that he's going to pick up. I don't know. We've had several politicians over the years. I can't remember the guy's name from Kentucky. Um, I think he had a son that 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 died from it. So this was this was on his plate. But until it happens to somebody's kid or grandchild, man, uh, yeah, I, I think these people are just going to continue to sit on their ass. We had a senator Marsh that's still a senator, sitting senator right now in Arizona. I had her on my podcast. Her child died of a fentanyl overdose, mm-hmm. and, and and she's also promoting the test trips and all. And I love it. You know, I mean, if 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 it's in the media and we're talking about, it, I love all that. But I just wonder if we're guided in the right direction. Well, exactly. And 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 you and you said something there. She lost her child. Of course, she's going to promote yep. the fentanyl test trips. Yep. Of course, she is. 
but they don't, but again, they don't understand as addicts what we're going to do with that fentanyl death strip. Yeah. Cause the logic I'm sure is, well, if my son had only had this Saturday, yeah. It's like, no, if your son had only had help for everything underlying that led him to want to use in the first Amen. place. Yeah. Trauma. That's what you need to focus on. Yeah. Yes. And we better start focusing on that. Otherwise, we're going to lose a generation. Yeah. We just are. But but it, but again, it comes down, and, and I 100% agree with you, but until you can get that addict detox properly, off of everything, then you, I mean, and I mean immediately when the, after that happens, now you can start working with somebody on the underlying problem. But if you take somebody that's an active use and you put them directly into an outpatient program without getting them detox first or keeping them on a Zaboxone or a, or a methadone, you're never going to get to those underlying issues. No. Never. I, I could tell you when I was on methadone, I would walk in these assholes. They didn't know who they were dealing with. I, I would walk into that clinic every morning, get my methadone, right? And, and I think it was twice a month. I had to sit there and talk to a counselor. So I would walk in, I'd get my dose. I'd walk in her office. I'd set my timer for 50 minutes. I would set it down in front of her. I would lean back in my chair, pull out a magazine and start to read it while she's asking me questions. And I never responded to her ever ever try doing that when somebody's asking you questions just don't respond and you're in a little 10 by 10 room they didn't give two shits as long as i sat there the 50 minutes she checked it off that i was there i said see you see you next time and that, and that was that these are not treatment centers they are maintenance centers as well maintenance yeah and really with the person that you just described that it's 90 days before you start making an impact. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I mean, you're still high. You're still going through the withdrawal. Like in the first seven days, dude, you're you're miserable. You don't yeah. even want to talk to anybody. Right. You're still shitting your pants. Right. That's that's the truth. That's of it. the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And in about 30 days, I'm starting to be able to even think clear. Right. You're even you're just getting the taste buds back in your mouth to taste what food is like again. Yeah. And and we're talking about the guys that are running and gunning. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's what, yeah. that's what we're dealing with. And it's just, we've got to fix the system. Yeah. yeah. Well, and in that, I mean, just from the brain itself, you, you know, that's what people need to understand here. Well, three gentlemen like us and so many others are against this long-term harm reduction because you're never going to create new neural pathways ever. It is proven science that the parts of your brain that you need to start creating new pathways what, when you continually take these substances, it's not going to happen. The brain yeah. won't freaking do it. Imagine if there was 10 of us in a room together with some politicians. With some politicians. Yeah. And just have a round table and just say, guys, start asking us questions. Yeah. What are you seeing? What's out there? What's happening? How do we help? Those right. are the questions that we need to ask. Absolutely. But it all yeah. comes down to money. It does. 
Well, I'll tell you what, Brock. I, I mean, if if I can, and I don't care if it's in California and you're in Arizona. I'll tell you what. If 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 we can get anything started here, I'd love to bring you in on that conversation because because I'm gonna bring in some fellas. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I want to bring in you. I want to bring in Adam. I want to bring in Doctor Rob. I want to bring in a few others. You know, because because these people have at some point have got to understand that that this is bigger than than anything they're doing here and if we don't you know we we and 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 again we keep talking about this generation and when i say we've lost a generation that doesn't mean people have died that's the combination of death but there's always there's something always worse than death and that's living in an addiction so when Ooh. we've lost a generation i'm talking about their minds I'm talking about their 100. talent. I'm talking about their abilities. I'm talking about all of those things that make up a human being. That shit's gone. Gone. Yeah. And they're just they're just living on the next high. Boom. That's it. That's it. Super informative, guys. You guys rock. Oh, so do you, man. So do you, brother. Appreciate yep. you. Mr. Anderson. I'm out of words, I think. <laughs> no, I, we, we get too fired up. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we're we're all too fired up. And look, Brock, you're the best man. I mean, seriously, it, it's the fight that you're doing there is is wonderful. Um, anything we can ever do, you know, to 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 help you out, you just you just let us know. We'll come there. We'll be there. We'll 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 take take Arizona upside down. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, we're 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 about to get there. So stand by. Are you guys near Semi Valley at all? No, so we're got... we're probably three hours. Three hours. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're Central California, man. We can we can get anywhere in okay. the state. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, we got I some. Bet. We got some. We got some ideas. So, thank you guys for for just having this conversation. You bet. Yeah, absolutely. You bet. Anytime. Anything I'd like to leave people with: if you see the fired up nature we have, it's because we love a lot of people we've never even met. Yep. And we know what a sober life can offer them and in turn what they'll offer the world. Yep. So I hope people hear that out of this conversation. Mm, that's tight. Good shit right there, man. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please call parents and addicts in need at 559-579-1551 or check us out online at painnonprofit.org. Follow us on social media at painnonprofit. Please subscribe to the podcast and share with others wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. To donate, please click the link in the description and help us save more lives gripped by addiction.